The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Said if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table there'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done hey guys nick burnett here just wanted to kind of give some information on why i joined the patreon why i'm part of the dynasty warzone uh, team downloaded the dynasty warzone podcast it took one day joined the patreon reached out to memphis about a situation with one of my rosters and the kind of feedback i got was hey nick why don't you give me a call uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today and not only will you get the best trophies in the game today you can get a free championship ring up to a 59.99 value by entering in the promo code dwz ring you pick out your trophy which one do you like? You put it in the cart. You add the ring to the cart. You add the promo code DWZ ring. Makes the ring free. And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring. What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday. And thanks for tuning in. To the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on today's show, we're going to do a little impromptu buy, sell, and hold with a twist. But before we get into that, I've got not one but two gentlemen flying on this ship with me tonight. And neither one of them is named Jerry. He decided to wait until the last minute to turn in his last paper before school was out for the Thanksgiving holiday. But I am not alone. Uh, my first guest, and he's not really a guest, he's part of the squad. His name is Matt Poole, but you can find him on Twitter at Matty Big Chest. He is also the host of Dynasty Table Talk here on the DWZ Football Network. And he co-hosts the MRI, that is the Most Reliable Injury Show with Dr. Kyle. Matty, welcome to the uh, the War Zone. It's good to be here in Memphis. All, I'm doing all that while studying accounting as well. Uh, just but you did say your that. homework. But you did your I did. homework. I did. I got 100 on my last exam for cost accounting. So that was pretty big. Um, Not to toot my own horn. And in his spare time, if you're watching live on the YouTubes, uh, you can notice the fine, looks like the salute to service ribbon that the NFL players wear, kind of intertwined with our Dynasty Warzone ribbon, as well as our Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I will tell you this, our graphics are so good because of this guy. And I'm not putting him over because he's a guest. I'm not putting him over because he's a co-host on the network. You can go to at Matty Big Chest on Twitter. You can see his MFL work. He, you're doing uh, Twitter banners, custom mm-hmm. logos for people. Pretty pretty cheap if they want to uh, inquire on prices. Again, what's that uh, Twitter handle? Yeah, it's at Matty Big Chest. I do Twitter headers and Twitter avvies for about $10 each. Um, so it's a pretty good deal. 
Uh, yeah, because I've seen some for as much as 25. He can work in your logo. He will work with you. My favorite logo here at the DWZ is the one that was inspired, not stolen. That would be uh, that would be bad, but inspired by the movie Top Gun. I love that one. Nothing wrong with the old school army one, but I really like the red, the white, and the blue of the one that he's wearing on his DWZ hoodie. We'll talk more about those fine folks at Viridian Global here in just a minute. But this other guy, he's not been with us for a while. He is our redraft brother over at the FF SmackDown. His name is Kyle, not Dr. Kyle, the original Kyle. He is Kyle August. Kyle, what's going on, my friend? Memphis, good to be back. It's been a minute, bro. It's been too it's, long. It, too it, has, long. it has been a while, but once you get in the grind, man, everyone's busy. Uh, but I appreciate you having me on here, and I appreciate the uh, the original Kyle. <laughs> That's uh, I'll take it. I and I did not get a hundred on any exam ever, but I'm glad you guys still invited me. Dude, I was told C's get degrees. That's that's the word on the street. Yes. And listen, Dr. Kyle's going to have to learn to be satisfied with Dr. Kyle because if he doesn't like Dr. Kyle, he'll have to be the other Kyle because you're the original Kyle. <laughs> And appreciate that. <laughs> so what, what, what we're going to do tonight, um, we're going to just going to go through. We were originally going to have Jerry in here, but again, we're making fun of him because we love him and because it's true. He did not lit- literally do a paper. It was on Jewish revolts in like the first century or something. Yeah. I have no earthly clue, but he didn't do his homework. So it's going to be me, Kyle, and Maddie. And what we're going to do is these guys are going to hit me with three spontaneous. I have no clue of who they're going to hit me with, and I'm going to tell them without having any time to prepare, is this player for Dynasty a buy, a sell, or a hold? Then once we uh, we get a player out there in the open, we'll discuss here a little bit on each of these players, but just want to make sure that to remind you to be following along on YouTube. And for those of you watching live on Periscope via my Twitter handle at DWZ Memphis or on YouTube, man, just, just subscribe over at the YouTube channel. Notifications turned on. You won't miss Dynasty Table Talk with Maddie. You won't miss the MRI, the Injury Report Show with Maddie and Dr. Kyle. You won't miss the fabulous Big Bet, by the way. Um, that's paying for itself because we're batting about 65% winners right now between me and Dr. Kyle. And then on the weekend where I'm really making money for people is the People's Propcast. Drops Saturday, podcast only. And last Saturday, I went 8-4. and four. The Saturday before that, I went 7-0. and So I am making money if you're in a state where you can bet on professional sports. Right now, that's about 20 states here in the U.S. with another 27 either with legal sports betting on the way or legislation to hopefully get the ball rolling. So it's a great thing to go ahead and jump on board now. That way you're familiar with the vernacular, what we're doing over there, and we are growing. So we're going to have some more new shows Coming up this off-season, not ready to get into that yet. But again, if you don't want to miss anything, go over to YouTube, the Dynasty War Zone, subscribe, and leave those notifications on, and you'll catch everything. Last thing I got before we get into these buys, sells, and holds, five-star reviews. It is the 100% easiest and freest, so we're going to made up on the fabulous big bet, the freest way to help this enterprise. Just go over to whatever your podcast player is, leave us a five-star, and if you're a dynasty player, leave your trade. Leave your trade, um, league type, number of owners, super flex, tight end premium, whatever it happens to be, and we'll cover it here on the show on the very next show after you do the review. So best way to help us grow, best way to help you get your uh, trades answered. And if you don't venture into social media, you can always reach out to the show at our email address. That address is dynastywarzone at gmail.com. But if you are on social media, you can follow the show at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter. And Dr. No, I'm sorry, other Kyle, the original Kyle. Have you been seeing my fleets? I'm the king of fleets. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen plenty of fleets apparently across Twitter, man. I, it the only the one thing it has done, not that I did this to you, but like all of a sudden I see people fleeting in there, and I'm just like, oh, I follow this guy, mute, unfollow. <laughs> but but uh, I, hey, you you that, kicked that it explain, off. That explains pretty, a lot. I'm pretty sure the first uh, fleet that I saw of yours was uh, was you bumping that booty out there on the in the I'm, gym. I'm, I'm gonna straight up insta hoe. <laughs> the fleet. I, I am going to have a toe up. If you don't know what I'm talking about, 
go to Instagram and in the search area, search, uh, search um, um, FitFam, Fitspo, anything with fit. Just just search a random name. I don't know, like SarahSmith.fit. You'll find them. They're out there. It's, it's, it's Instagram is for the fitness industry what Twitter is for the fantasy industry. If you're into fitness and on Instagram, you simply add fit to your last name. So, Kyle, if you were into fitness and on Instagram, you would be KyleAugust.fit. Just, like just like if you're on Twitter and you're into fantasy football, it's you would be KyleAugustFF, the FF standing for fantasy football. That's how this works. <laughs> it's the law. It's the law of the land. It's, it's where we're living. So we're going to jump into some trades, but Maddie, I'm going to make sure that, that you help me with this first read. This first uh, segment of the buy, sells, and holds is brought to you by our friends at Viridian Global. Viridian Global is the one, if you're watching along on YouTube, that is the provider of that hoodie that Matt's wearing, as well as a bunch of other Dynasty Warzone merch. My, I'm, I'm torn between two. One of my absolute favorites is the Raglan. If you don't know, if you don't know what a Raglan is, it's a baseball style shirt. It's about three quarter uh, length sleeves. The body of the shirt's white, and in this case, the sleeves are red, if I remember correctly. And it's got our logo uh, in, in the middle. That's what my son's going to wear to play baseball in this spring. Luckily, his team's blue, so we'll we'll, we'll get him fixed up. And then my, I think my personal favorite because it ties back to pro wrestling. And one of my favorite players in all of Dynasty, that's TJ Hawkinson, a.k.a. Hawk-a-mania. I love the font. I, I love the creativeness about it. If you've never seen it, go to Viridian Global. That's V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N global.com. You can search Warzone along with that. And I did this on Google earlier today to send the link to a friend of mine to buy that shirt. And you search uh Dynasty Warzone on ViridianGlobal.com. Boom. You'll see it. And Maddie, what do you have for those people? Because I know you have a promo code, a little bit of a discount to help these people out over at Viridian Global. Yeah. So I have a, a new discount code for first time customers. Use the code MBC2020 to save 10% on their Viridian's uh, classic apparel. It's so you won't get the, the fantasy football collective. Uh, so you can't get our DWZ merch 10% off because it directly helps us. But the uh, stuff that ver- directly goes to Viridian, you'll get 10% off of. And that's their cool designs like uh, Got Chubb. Um, you know, that one's funny to me. J-Rob. They, J-Rob. Yeah, League J-Rob. Winner. Yep, winner. that one's a good one too. Uh, you can get the two-a-time t-shirt uh, and, you know, get them all because shipping's expensive. So get all the shirts at once and then uh, get 10% off off of that one because you can't get the 10% off again once you use it. So make sure to get your uh, your money's worth. Yeah, get your fill over at Viridian Global using that code M, that's Michael Bravo Charlie, MBC2020 over at Viridian Global. And if you got a Dolphins fan, Tua. you got a Lions fan, I'm sorry about that, but they can get a Hawkinson. <laughs> um, th- th- there is a lot of different stuff over there. A Cleveland fan? Um, I mean, Cleveland's, you know, on cloud nine. Who doesn't want to? I got Chubb t-shirt. They have it for multiple reasons in Cleveland. So, so much going on at Viridian Global. Head over there, check them out. Use that promo code MBC2020 for a hookup. So I'm going to let, I'm going to let Kyle go first because he's the original. He was the uh, first guest ever in the history of this fine, fine podcast. So Kyle, I I don't have any idea who you're going to throw at me. But throw me out a name on a dynasty roster. If it's a quarterback, we're going to pretend like it's super flex because that's where we were talking about how you literally just basically gave Big Ben away earlier in a one QB <laughs> league because, I mean, it's Big Ben. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'd, I'd take a ham sandwich for him right now. Hey, so. hey I, got a, I got a third round pick and Drew Locke. I mean, I was, I was riding high. I was counting that money. You you can uh, use Drew Lock for as many as the next six games. Well, that's it's going to be awesome. I'm it's looking forward be, to it. Uh, all the dance moves one can handle. All right, absolutely. Give me a guy, buy, sell, hold, and I will uh, I will give you my uh, initial reaction. All right. So this is a guy actually having a. I, I was selfish as hell on the on this list. By the way, I went through my teams. I'm like, all right, I might as well just go off of guys I'm on the fence on. Maybe uh, obviously a lot of things depend on where you're at as far as 
in in the standings this year. Maybe at this time of year, it's a great time to, you know, you guys have talked about it, make adjustments, uh, whether you're going for it, maybe you're playing for 2021. But a uh, guy that I have on a few teams that I'm kind of questioning right now on what to do with, uh, he's Mr. Uh, you know, invincible when it comes to poor quarterback play. Uh, it's Allen Robinson uh, of the local Chicago Bears, not my Chicago Bears. But Memphis, what what are you doing with uh, with old A Rob? Uh, a Rob is a. I'm going to call him a buy. I uh, wouldn't mind if if you held. So if if you already have him, I would hold him, and if you don't, and I would buy. Here's why: he is quarterback proof. I mean, he's lived through Blake Bortles, he's lived through Mitch Trubisky, he's lived through Nick Foles, and he's still a wide receiver one. And here's the thing, I know we all like Michael Thomas, I like Michael Thomas, I'm sure you do too, but Allen Robinson is six months younger than than Michael Thomas, and he's been in the league like two years longer. And here's the thing, you know, you remember that classic Indiana Jones where they're looking for the Holy Grail, and and the, the Crusader looks at him and goes... You have chosen wisely. I hope this offseason that Allen Robinson chooses wisely. Don't chase money. Don't chase being close to home. Chase good quarterback play. All right. If you really want to enjoy the last three to four years of the prime of your career, man, I would love to see him wind up in a spot. This will sound crazy because you're going to say he's not a good quarterback. I actually think he's okay. I would love to see him in Philadelphia opposite Jalen Rager along with Dallas Goddard and Carson Wentz as the future of that offense. They really need a playmaker. Rager can be the fast stretch the field guy. But for me, Allen Robinson, he's not going to hurt you this year. And I think his value is going to go up. If he lands somewhere, it won't happen. But let's say he landed like in a, in a hot situation like with Justin Herbert, with Patrick Mahomes or you know, with a quarterback that's got a lot of buzz, his value goes up and he doesn't have to do anything for you to get a bump. So for me, Allen Robinson is a hold. I hope that makes you feel good. Maddie, anything on uh, Allen Robinson? I, I really like Allen Robinson. He's from Detroit, uh, and he has Detroit versus everybody in his Twitter bio, so that's really cool. Um, Allen Robinson is quarterback-proof. You know, he can play through any any bad quarterback stretch, and he'll be productive, kind of like DeAndre Hopkins. Um you can trust Allen Robinson on your fantasy team. And he's, I mean, if you could buy him for cheap, I'd go buy him right now. Uh, his value is not going to be any lower than it is right now because they're going to have a new system in place most likely next year. Um, it's not working this year. So I'd, I'd like to buy Allen Robinson. All right, Kyle. So you're going to hold your Allen Robinson. But before I ask Maddie for his first guy on this wild, wild edition of buy, sells, and holds. If you were selling, what would you want? And what if you if you were buying, like if I was buying, I would just offer you a first. Maybe a first and, and like a Michael Gallup or something. Maybe, maybe that would get you interested because maybe you're just over it. You know, Michael, you know, uh, Michael Gallup, I think he'll be okay next year when Dak's back. Uh, I think in two years when they're able to move Amari Cooper in that ridiculous contract – that he'll be the the bona fide number two there with C.D. Lamb and, and a good offense, but would you consider would you consider Michael Gallup and a first for your Allen Robinson? Sorry, you coming to me on this? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, he's your guy. All right, yes. Would I take that? It would have to be uh, it would have to be a pretty much a a, a guarantee that that's going to be a top half of the board pick um, for me to consider that. Uh, my favorite part, and you alluded to it, Memphis, is the fact that A-Rob's a free agent in 2021. I love taking those little scratch-off tickets, especially on guys that are going to be free agents that are already in not-so-great situations because, like you guys alluded to, really there's nowhere to go but up. This is probably pretty, you know, not the floor, but pretty close to, you know, the cheapest you can, you know, go out and acquire Allen Robinson. So for me, as the Al Robinson owner, knowing that there is some upside there potentially – uh, whether you know he stays in Chicago and they implement a new system and potentially bring in a new QB, or he moves on elsewhere and he has a new quarterback um, in a better system, is that I, I would probably ask for at least a you know a first and and Gallup to to really consider it. But I'd, I'd probably hold personally just because I know I'd rather take that little little risk and see where he lands. 
All right. Well, we, we've covered Allen Robinson. I'll tell you a spot. While, while you were going over that, I pulled up the 2021 salary cap room because he's going to want a, you know, a fair size contract, probably 15, 18 mil a year. And New England is sitting on 70. <laughs> you know, Jerry's not here. It's Jerry's favorite saying, but he didn't do his homework, so he doesn't get to hear it. They're, they are using crumb bums and shoe clerks in New England right now. And to bring in a guy like Allen Robinson, I don't think Cam will be the quarterback. I think he will ply his trade elsewhere, and they're going to draft one of these potential six first-round rookies in New England. So what better way to make your rookie quarterback feel at home than having a nice, big, trusty wide receiver one like a Allen Robinson? So I like Allen Robinson for a multitude of reasons. I think you're going to buy him now. I think he's going to get an artificial bump in value in the spring. And for those reasons, we're going to call him a hold if you got him, and maybe a low ball offer if you don't. So there's Allen Robinson. All right, Mr. Matty Biggs, what you got, Biggs? Let's keep it hot, man. Let's keep the names going. I'm going Alvin Kamara, the running back one on the season. What are we doing with him if you're not contending? I, oh, I like it. I like the little caveat of not <laughs> contending. Man, it's hard because he is so damn good, but I am going to say sell, and here is why. We got a glimpse of life without Drew Brees this past weekend with, with Tyson, Taysom Hill. And I'm not saying Taysom Hill's the future, but Sean Payton has got a lot of stroke in that building. And if he wants Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill will be the quarterback. And Taysom Hill, and this is this way with a lot of mobile quarterbacks. If you look at the running backs last year who had the least amount of passing targets, it was the Baltimore Ravens. Why? Because the quarterback runs. A more mobile quarterback is less likely to check down to his running back. Like, we love Jared Goff, and we love Matt Ryan and Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers. Why? Because they can't move. They just (laughs) check the ball down to the running back and pray to God they don't get destroyed. But a guy who's a little bit more mobile, I'll give you another real-world example, Daniel Jones. I think it's a 1.9 less targets a game that Barkley gets with Daniel Jones versus Eli Manning. Why? Because Eli Manning's a statue. He just wants to get the ball out of his hand and move it on you know, to, to someone else and not get killed. But Daniel Jones is you know, fleet of foot, not the, not the, you know, uh, you know, the most. Uh, he's a little clumsy is what I'm trying to get at. You know, he trips over his own feet. But he did get up to 21 miles an hour on that fateful run. So back to Alvin Kamara, I, we we have shown it's a one game, it's a very small sample. But if I'm not a contender, that and I'm not a contender with Alvin Kamara, what the blue hell does my roster look like? So for those reasons, man, I would love to get a. You could probably get a DeAndre Swift. Matt, keep keep yourself in your chair. You could maybe get like a DeAndre Swift. Uh, an Antonio Gibson, and one of those two type young guys who's really emerging, and, and maybe a couple of other you know pieces, maybe a maybe a Swift, T. Higgins, and a first, which sounds like a lot. But if you're a contender and you're sitting on some of those things, and you can get the Alvin Kamara, and what are you selling? I'm selling you 28 PPR points a game. Second place is Dalvin Cook, who's getting 27, and then the third place guy's getting 20. You know, there's a huge gap. You know, those eight points a game matter. So I, I'm selling what, what you've seen and that Drew Brees is coming back and it's a one-game sample. But, yes, if I'm not contending, if I'm not a legit top two, three team, his value may never be higher. And just because you're balling out this year, he plays the most volatile position in all of fantasy football, running back position. Um Ask Christian McCaffrey owners how they're feeling right now. Ask Saquon Barkley owners. Ask Austin Eckler owners. Ask a lot of running back owners this year. And I'm going to tip this Boston Red Sox cap to Derrick Henry. That guy plays the most violent position, and he plays it in the most violent fashion of anyone that I've seen in the league. And yet here he goes. He's he's just out there balling. But back to Alvin Kamara, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to get two or three good pieces. I would even take DeAndre Swift to first this year and the, and the first the year after. That way yeah. you keep these you keep these wheels going, but that's a really good one because that's one that with the trading deadline in a couple of days, if you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing that you know um, you've probably got a day and a half if your trade deadline's Thursday, and if you don't have a trade deadline, you can do this whenever. Um, before we get into the next guy, Kyle, what do you think of Alvin Kamara, and what are your thoughts? Because you you were one of the best commissioners I'm in the league with, so so what do you think about trade deadlines? 
well, I'll start on Kamara. Like the dude's obviously been an absolute stud, but these are the types of situations you leverage. Uh, you know, we saw it. You know, and it's easy to go back all the time and just like say, okay, look, you should have got out when the getting was good on this. But like somebody, you know, when it's this much of a difference between the competition and and what this guy's been able to put up, and he is in a volatile situation with a pending quarterback change in New Orleans, that a team that he's now tied to after signing a contract this offseason, you know, you look at a different position, but you look at somebody like Lamar Jackson last year, everything fell right for that kid was at the top of the world. And while I still believe in his long-term prospects, and I think he's somewhere in between uh, 2019 and 2020 is that, that you're never going to get the price that you would have got for him last season. Right. I think the same thing can be said for Kamara. Uh, you know, he's, he's still young. He's still obviously super talented and one of the best running backs in the league, but if you're not a contender, yeah, if <laughs> you need pieces. So that guy should be able to fetch you at least three solid contributing pieces. I love, you know, what Memphis threw out there as far as, you know, uh, two young players in like a Swift and Higgins type and add in a first on there, I think would, you know, that would get it done for me if I was the Kamara owner. So I think you flip that script too. If you're, if you are a, can you, if you think you're a contender and there's a team in your league that's not contending and has a stud like that, go out, try to, you know, pick that, pick that guy up. And yeah, you mortgage a little bit, but man, if you can, if that puts you over the top championships, they're, they're forever, man. So uh, go out there and pay the price. Uh, for me as a commissioner, this is like, I feel like I get in this discussion with people this time of year all the time. I personally, as a commissioner and as a fantasy player, I guess mainly, I I like trade deadlines because I think it provides a little bit more strategy for people to to prepare, make sure their team they have that depth um, and strategize ahead of time. I, I don't really like the idea of somebody being able to you know you know flip a flip a first or whatever for a rent a player pretty much in order, you know, to just add him in the, in the semifinals finals or in the finals of their dynasty league. Um, for me, I, I like you to kind of uh, you got to play with who, who you brought with you type of thing. And you can still make trades late. I, you know, in the couple leagues that I'm a commission that are dynasty leagues, the trade deadlines are Thanksgiving. So it's fairly late in the game. You pretty much already know whether you're going to make the playoffs or not. Um, you know, whether you have to make that push, but for me, I, I just don't like the idea of like, oh, I won a championship because I made a trade on the last week of the season. That That's just me. I like to make people think about it and make a call earlier on uh, in the season, even if it is like right around now, you know, heading into week 12. So that's kind of my two cents on that. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I agree. I, I think the dynasty game that we all enjoy mirrors the NFL experience minus the kickers because fuck kickers that's what I that's how hell I feel. yeah <laughs> that's how I feel that's how I feel about it but there's a trade deadline in the real NFL for a reason and, and it's for a competitive balance um, I don't have a case of the red ass over it but last year in the ultimate dynasty podcasters league I was playing good friend of the show Shane Manella of the dynasty trades HQ podcast and, you know, there was, at the time, there was no trade deadline. So, like, literally right before the championship game, he sells out, man. He, he goes all in, to use a poker term. All of his chips went in the middle of the pot, and he managed to get Julio Jones and Christian McCaffrey. And he ended up beating me, and that's cool. Now his team is a hot, steamy pile, but, hey, you know what? He, he got a championship. So, first of all, I don't remember what first place was, but it's going to pay for five or six years of league dues. So he'll get that thing, you know, rocking and rolling again. And he's always going to have that championship plaque on the front page of of MFL. So there's a cost to it. There's a benefit to it. Um, I don't necessarily love it. What I like is the way that JD uh, from the Goat District, at Goat District on Twitter, he and I kind of created this together a few years ago. Our rule is is that as of the playoffs, so week 13, 14, excuse me, the Thursday of week 14, that Thursday night game, the, the, the league goes from auto approval on trades to needs commissioner approval on trades. So you can continue to trade. You can send offers back and forth. You can banter about. But if you are in the playoffs, your trade will not be pushed through until – the playoffs are over. Oh, excuse me, until your team's eliminated. So if yeah. me and if me and Kyle are already eliminated, we can make a trade and then the commissioner will push it through. But if me and Maddie make a trade and Maddie's still in the playoffs, then 
the commissioner would not push that trade through until the uh, both parties are eliminated. So it, it, it keeps the thing, uh, it keeps the wheels of the trades moving. I, I think that's that ideally is the best way to do it. As a, as a commissioner myself, I'm you, I'm in the uh, in the smarter, not harder category of commissioners. So like, I am, I don't have the you know, the the time to be doing all that. So like, but if I had a commissioner that was willing to do what you know what the we said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, put the effort in, which is again changing two settings, probably, but whatever. F me. So um, that would be the best. You know, you don't want to discourage people from being active at any time because honestly, like we're all in probably leagues like that. Some are more active than others, and you want people to be trading. That's ideally the best thing, I think, is to you know allow people to trade that it's not going to impact that playoff bracket. All right. Well, we we diverted to a little uh, little trade uh, philosophy and trade deadline, but it's important because your trade deadline could be Thursday. I, I know Thanksgiving Day is a big trade deadline. Noon on Thursday is uh, is one my old school redraft league. If you don't have it in by noon on Thursday, because the first game kicks off at twelve thirty, there is no trades. You're done. You're just you're, you're shit out of luck. So anyway, shit out of luck. We we we've covered Kamara. We've covered Allen Robinson. Kyle, give me a, give me another dude, man. Uh, we're, we got a few big names here. I'm going to stick with the running back position. Uh, this is a guy that I was super excited about this offseason. I thought his price tag was relatively reasonable, so I grabbed him a few startups. Um, I haven't been blown away with his production this season, even though it's it's been fine when he's on the field. Um, but that's uh, we're going to Philly and Miles Sanders. What's your thoughts on on this kid? Going to be going into his third year next year. And uh, his points per game, I, I double-checked on this. I'll lead you in here. His points per game is actually slightly up in PPR um, compared to last year. It's just, if, as we all remember, that 2019 Sanders closed it out hot, and we were all hoping kind of for that Miles Sanders, and we haven't necessarily seen that guy yet on the field. Hold. I, I, wa- I want to say sell. I, I sold one share in Trade Attic 7. I, I like him. I do not trust his head coach. I just don't. You know, they, they signed Jordan Howard to the practice squad. Boston Scott's still involved. They go away from the run. They started this past game against Cleveland. I think it was eight straight runs. And then all of a sudden, we go away from the, the passing game. If you really want to cure what ails you in Philadelphia, use Miles Sanders more. If this is not a, a, an anti-Miles Sanders take. This is an anti-Doug Peterson take. I... Don't know what happens. I know most coaches script the first 15 plays of the game, and then they kind of uh, you know go by situation thereafter. I like Miles Sanders. I have a couple of shares. I moved one share. The trade that I made was for Carson Wentz. I believe in Carson Wentz. I traded Miles Sanders and Daniel Jones, and I got back Stephon Diggs and uh, Carson Wentz. So uh, I needed a wide receiver in this particular league. Uh Again, another wide receiver in a great situation with a good young quarterback. And I was pretty deep at uh, running back at the time. So for those reasons, I didn't mind doing it. So, But he's a hold, uh, especially if you're contending. But I'm always listening. I'm always listening, but I'm going to call him a hold. Matty, he's not Antonio Gibson or DeAndre Swift, but I would (laughs) love to know your two cents on Miles Sanders. When you're not, let's on just you. say I there don't have any two cents of Miles Sanders in dynasty leagues. Uh, he is not on any of my active rosters. Uh, I don't know why that is. He's a talented running back. I like him. It's just I don't like Philadelphia's situation with Doug Peterson. Um, he's always going to have a second running back involved, and that's just something that I just kind of irks me the wrong way from someone with that high of draft capital. Because uh, he was going, he was. If you think about it, he was going the second round of startups. And that's when you can get someone who's a, who's a bigger name at quarterback and, and really fill up your quarterback room and make sure you're set uh, for the future and then draft your wide receivers going on. Like if you maybe started in 2019 and you had a rookie draft and you drafted T. Higgins, then you're set at your uh, wide receiver position and you can fill up running back positions later on. Um, so I, I do like Miles Sanders, but, you know, what is he compared to like a Damian Harris who can get you production as well? Um who is in a committee as well. So, I mean, there's, there's names like that, that are, I think are just as talented, just not in the same situation that Miles Sanders has. You know, and I like everything about him. He has like last year, I believe if I remember correctly, Carson Wentz was top five in pass attempts with 600 and maybe 30 or 40. And and this guy had 63 targets. So he had a 10% target share and that wasn't too bad where's that been this year 
You know, he's got 35 targets on the season. That's not bad. He's played seven games because he missed a few games due to injury. So he's getting five targets a game. And I I don't want to poo-poo five targets a game, but, man, it just feels like he should be having more points than that. And then you add in that this year, all of a sudden, Carson Wentz has gone full Cam Newton, Josh Allen, and he's sniping goal line touches and, and, and running them in. And then here comes Boston Scott. So, <laughs> Freaking Corey Clement got one the other day. <laughs> yeah, every, yeah, that was two games ago. Every, everybody but everybody but Miles. And, and, and they that's gave him a two point conversion. That was the dumbest part. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my frustration. Is is that we know he can be a bell cow. He's shown the ability to be a bell cow. But in, unless someone out there has Doug Peterson's ear, we're all screwed as Dynasty GM. So for those reasons, I'm going to hold. Um, I hope he gets hot down the playoff stretch like he did last year, and then maybe I'd look to sell it in offseason. But right now, based on the, the perceived opportunity there, I am going to hold. So, uh, Matty, hit, hit me up with your next guy. I'm smiling because you know who this is going to be. Antonio Gibson, running back, Washington football team. Washington football team, he is a stone-cold buy, and I do not believe that you can overpay for him right now. Um, Looking back on the first and the second that you paid for him just prior to the season, uh, I'm hoping that was in a one QB league, but even if if not, it's not a big deal. Here's the thing. The guy was a wide receiver. He has shown the wide receiver, the, the wide receiver chops, and that's what that's what matters. Uh, Graham Barfield of Fantasy Points and formerly of the NFL Network, he uh, he had done the research in that a target is worth 2.8 times as much as a carry in terms of fantasy points. So I, I like the fact that he's been involved. He's been averaging around three catches a game. Uh, but look at what J.D. McKissick's doing. Get that son of a bitch out of here. Get, get the get the Alex Smith out of there and bring in some talent. You got Terry McLaren. You got Antonio Gibson. They're currently drafting fifth. I saw today, though, this was ironic. Um, I use Tankathon, and they do a great mock. They, they update it every week right after uh, every series of games. And they have Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU, mocked to the football team. So then you got a, a young rookie you know, quarterback. You've got Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaren. Maybe they could afford an Allen Robinson. That wouldn't bother me as a Terry McLaren fan because you know what? The OC there, Scott Turner, he's not afraid to throw the ball around. So the fact that I think J.D. McKissick will be gone, man, I, I don't want to you know jinx it and say that he could have David Johnson's 2016 with that many catches, but I really believe a 100-catch season is possible for this guy in that offense. He's so much more talented than... J.D. McKissick, it just seems right now, and this is not uncommon with rookies, by the way. You're seeing uh, J.K. Dobbins slowly starting to be integrated into the offense in Baltimore. Um, We've not seen a lot of Cam Akers. This is not uncommon, and it's great to see him getting some use in the pros, but Ron Rivera is an old-school head coach, and I just, when the chips are down, which they always seem to be down in Washington for whatever reason, but I could really see this roster being better next year, and and here's a little side note for any running back you're buying if they're young. This is not a good running back class. The odds of guys like Antonio Gibson, the guys like James Robinson getting usurped by rookie running backs is slim because outside of Travis Etienne and Najee Harris and maybe Kenneth Gainwell, because Chuba Hubbard's not looked good this year, there's not going to be a lot of competition to come in here and steal from Antonio Gibson. So far, the, the the highest buy rating I could possibly give Antonio Gibson. Kyle, you know I love Antonio Gibson. I have him in one of our leagues that we're in together. Yep. Uh, I turned down a middling uh, a middling first and some um, some some pocket lint and some shoestrings for him earlier in that league. But uh, where are you at, Antonio Gibson? Man, he, he's definitely one of those guys that I wish I would have been in on. Like. Uh, and listen to to you guys earlier this season because he's a guy that I just don't own anywhere, um, unfortunately. And as far as uh, dynasty leagues, I own him in a couple of redraft leagues. Uh, I picked him up um, in those leagues at the right time, you know, bottom cheap, but uh, just didn't buy into it from a dynasty perspective. And he and it w- really came down to just again a miss. 
um, on my part because the price tag was perfect. Um, and if you cash out now on them, it's profit, right? Because, I mean, you paid probably a second rounder for them um, and you can get obviously way more than that. I mean, you can get, you can uh, turn down offers for pocket linen shoestrings. I mean, that's, that's pretty valuable shit. So uh, for me, man, I, I, I'm keeping him. You running backs are valuable. He's in a situation. They have way, they have way more holes to address on offense than running back. Um, And maybe they'll actually do that this year uh, as as far as 2021 goes. So yeah, I, I think you, if you, if you have them, there's really, you know, you'd have to get blown away by an offer um mm-hmm. to move him and if you if you don't have him g- good luck uh trying to get him for anything right now because that the only thing more dangerous than a that of you know a valuable running back is a valuable running back that somebody else didn't have to pay much for because they don't want to give up the fact like hey I got this you know I I pulled one over on everybody uh, a lot of that James Rob you know with Robinson going around right now too like the, these guys are they carry extra value because people feel like they stole one um, and if you did more power to you, I wish I was on that train with Gibson. Um, but, uh, like everything you said, man, I think this is going to be multiple years of, you know, high upside running back play from him. Yeah. Well, I, it, go ahead, Maddie. It would, I'm just piggybacking. It would take for me to sell Antonio Gibson as an Antonio Gibson truther. It would take me to 2021 first to sell Antonio Gibson right now. And that's the lowest that it would have to be. And it, would, and it would depend on what the scoring format. It would have to be super flex. It would have yeah. to be mm-hmm. – I would have to be at least one in the top six because mm-hmm. I got to feel like I'm mm-hmm. going to have some shot at one of the big three quarterbacks or one of the big three running backs because really for me there's like two good running backs in this class and then a bunch of question marks. And you're going to hear this in a lot of places, but remember you heard it here first. There, There is not much running back competition coming in the NFL. And – People are going to, you know, start telling you that. But if your league mates aren't paying attention, they're going to think, "Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I'll give you James Robinson for a first. How many other guys out there are getting twenty touches a game? You know, right. one of my big prop bet winners from the People's Propcast, the 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 player prop betting show that I do this week was James Robinson over sixteen and a half rushing attempts. I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> he's had twenty two three weeks in a row. Why wouldn't he get over sixteen and a half? Yes, I will. Even against Pittsburgh, yes. I, you know, I won't go into the whole handicap of how I did that, but yeah, I mean, because here's the thing: you, you're not going to lose any value with these guys. So um, I love Antonio Gibson. I, in my back of my mind, I thought an Antonio Gibson question may be coming, because uh, I, I, I know my man Maddie. All right, Kyle, give me one more guy because I'm going to get one more for each of you. Then I'm going to throw two to you guys and see what you guys got because you see you weren't expecting it. So Kyle, no. give me another one. All right, so I'm I'm this. We've talked about a lot of guys that have had pretty good seasons this year. Um, uh, some guys having some really good 2020s. I'm gonna go with a guy who has fallen off a cliff for whatever reason you want to point to here. Um, his quarterback is an old Memphis favorite, but I, I'm I'm going to old Cleveland, the Browns, old poop town. Jarvis Landry, the dude has been a consistent fantasy performer in PPR leagues year after year after year. And you can't even cram this guy into a PPR lineup right now, in my opinion. So, uh, Memphis, what are you doing with old Jarvis? I am going to sell. And the reason why I am going to sell, I mean, you're going to be giving him away. But look at last year's draft class. And then as bad as the running back 2021 rookie class is, the wide receiver class is equally as good. I mean, I, I am not the guy. And I know what I don't know, which means I know a lot. And But I listen to guys like Kane Fassell. I listen to guys like Nick Whalen, Shane Hallam, Travis May, uh, and a handful of others that I trust with my Debbie and college player education. And just to go uh, Ray GQ, I don't want to leave Ray out. Good people, Garrett Price as well. Um, want to make sure, you know, like Jamar Chase, Rondale Moore, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell, uh, the Bateman kid out of Minnesota. And that's just the top of my head, you know. And, and then think of last year's draft class. We're starting to see guys like Michael Pittman Jr. hit. He was going in the back end of, uh, you know, some first rounds in one QB Thank leagues. Thank God. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, in, in Superflex leagues, it was not uncommon for Michael Pittman Jr. to be going around the 205. And as good as that class was, I don't think we've even, you know, begin to scratch the surface with, with some of the, those talented guys. And I will tell you why. You will continue to see more good wide receivers in the NFL, um, along with quarterback. That's where the money is. 
If you want to have a long career and not get hurt unless your name is Joe Burrow and you play for an idiot named Zach Taylor, oh, I don't know, I have a shit offensive line. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have you attempt the most passes in the NFL. That sounds like a great fucking idea. It's a great plan. Bad <laughs> offensive line, lots of dropbacks. What what the worst could happen? Anyway, as as I digress. But as more and more money goes into the wide receiver position, we saw the DeAndre Hopkins extension. We saw the Mike Thomas money. <clears throat> we know what Allen Robinson's going to sign for. The best athletes are playing wide receiver. Wide receiver, defensive end, cornerback, quarterback. That's where the money is. So, we're going to continue to see an influx of good wide receivers for the next several years. And now, here's the thing with, with Jarvis. He's a hold to sell. You know, it's not his fault that they've played in some of the worst football con- conditions three weeks in a row. Why would you want to live in Cleveland? Question for a different bucking day. But um, you're just going to have to wait. You're going to have to let him get his PPR mojo going. You know, they, they have got some tougher games on the horizon. They've got Baltimore. They've got Pittsburgh again. And Baker's going to have to drop back and throw some more. So you just need him to, you know, put up a couple of good games, let people remember who he is. So hold him till then, then I'm selling. So, uh, Matty, I see you shaking your head in affirmation. Uh, you agree with that? Yeah, not a big Jarvis Landry guy over here. Uh, he, he's got a great attitude, love his, love his uh, love for football, you know, but – for my fantasy team, I'm not loving it so much. Um, he could, what what was it that he was saying? Bless him, bless him on the HBO. <laughs> bless up, bless, bless up. Yeah, bless he, him. He's not blessing up my uh, my dynasty team right now. So he's definitely going to be someone I move after a good game. After Baker finally has a good game, um, Baker's just been so terrible this year with the weather. Uh, he he. My, just a sidebar, I think Baker's rib injury has really hurt his accuracy. Um, he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in college history, like, of all time. And then he comes into the NFL, and he just does not look accurate this year. But he looked accurate at the end of his rookie campaign, did not look accurate with Freddie Kitchens. This year, he's in a run-heavy a run heavy offense, and he just he's hurt. He just does not look himself. So he's a guy that I'm buying low on right now is Baker Mayfield in a super flex league because you can buy him so cheap. I, I, I'm not going to kick the hornet's nest that is Baker <laughs> gonna, Mayfield. I'm with, waiting, with, for with the, I'm waiting for the but, dunk. But I, 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 I will say this. I will say this. A couple of things with Baker. I think his ceiling, I think we've seen his floor. It's pretty low. I mean, mm-hmm. you, ever been so, you ever been so drunk you thought you were going to fall off the floor? That's kind of where I am with Baker's value sometimes. But I will say this, I think his ceiling is Kirk Cousins. Peak level Kirk Cousins, that QB 14-15 we saw last year. Can have a good game here or there. Could be a spot start. Um, My biggest thing with Baker is I'm going to be really fascinated to see if this team picks up his fifth-year option this coming offseason. That's going to be fascinating. Matty, you got one more before I I got one more quick note on Jarvis real real quick for you guys. This is the reason I was asking. I wanted your guys' thoughts on him too. Uh, Cleveland's slightly over the projected cap right now. Not a ton. They're not in the hole uh, like some of the teams we've talked about already, but they're slightly over right now. Jarvis carries a $14, $15 million cap hit, and he's only three, $3 million dead cap money. So he's turning 28 in four days as of recording this. Happy birthday, Juice. Uh, he's but, a listener. Why wouldn't but, uh, he? Yes, happy birthday. Yeah. So that's I've been – that was the one one thing that I've been like, man, does he get one more, one more shot? It, I know he's got the little bromance going on there with OBJ. Is that really that's, makes who, me that's a... who's leaving. So OB, if, you, if you go to Spotrack. You can follow OBJ. <laughs> if, if, if you go to uh, Spotrack or Over the Cap yeah. and look at uh, Beckham's contract, they owe him $15 million and there's like zero dead cap on, on his. But his contract is like for two more years. So there are plenty of teams that would love that would love to to have him, and I can see him in year. Miami. You know, uh, OBJ in Miami with a young on QB. a boat on a boat. I mean, he already <laughs> knows the area well. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? All right, Maddie, you got one more before I hit you guys with a uh, a tag team. Yeah, so I had a name that I was going to say, but you know, switching to Cleveland and talking about the cap, it makes me want to change my name to Nick Chubb. 
a guy that uh, is not signed, I believe, currently to a long-term extension. Uh, but they did sign Kareem Hunt to three years this offseason. So is is Nick Chubb going to be out of Cleveland? Is that that's what I'm wondering? Basically, is Nick Chubb going to be finding a new home, and what's his dynasty value going forward? Nick Chubb for me at his current value, especially after the last two games, he is a buy. Um, maybe you're buying high, and I hate buying injured running backs. He had the knee in major knee injury in college, and then the knee now. I, I would not be afraid. Maybe his owner's out of contention. And I would try to buy low. Um, I like the idea of buying Nick Chubb because you see what this entire offense is predicated on. It's all predicated on the ability to run the ball, play action, play defense, and that starts with with Nick Chubb. Uh, They were lucky to have Kareem Hunt to get them through those uh, handful of games without him. But he is still the straw that stirs the drink. And if I had to pick anyone, we already talked to Baker, we already talked Jarvis, we talked OBJ, now we're talking Nick Chubb. If anyone is the last man standing of that crew, it's Nick Chubb. You know, um, like I said, I'll be fascinated if uh, Baker gets the Trubisky treatment this offseason where they don't pick up his option and they let him be the starter again. Uh, maybe Progressive will drop him so I no longer have to see those horrid commercials, although they're not bad. But <laughs> Baker, Baker's yeah. actually, I think he's actually a better actor than quarterback. That's, that's write the best that, part about his game. Write that down. He's he's a, he's, he's a funny dude. Um, and I bust That's Baker. why he's good at play action. I, 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 I see what you did there. Hey-o! <laughs> I, 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 I like Baker the dude a lot better than Baker the quarterback. I'll just be real honest. But back to Chubb. No, he's fine. Um, I wouldn't move any of the really good young talent like um, – I wouldn't move Sanders for him straight up. I wouldn't move DeAndre Swift for him. Uh, you know, I would be looking to move like – could I move Zeke for him? Could I basically move Derrick Henry for him? And there's nothing against Derrick Henry. I think that guy's tougher than a Waffle House pork chop. You know, this this guy, you know, plays at – like I said, plays at a pace. He's just super violent. But how long – even when you're – that big and jacked, can you continue to hold out? So if I could reset the running back clock a couple of years with a Nick Chubb and move on from a Zeke or a Derrick Henry, who, believe it or not, next year will be going into their sixth year of their pro career. And again, credit to those guys. They've been super duper durable over the course of those years. Those would be kind of some of the moves because they're, they're all very similar to me, Zeke and Chubb and Derrick Henry. They're kind of in a similar range at this point. They weren't always in a similar range, but I just feel like I'm resetting the hands of time two years and I'm buying two more years on my dynasty roster and going to get similar-ish enough production to do it. How's that? You, you would rather have Derrick Henry or No, I'd rather Chubb. have Chubb. You'd rather no, have Chubb? No, I would rather have Chubb. Yes, yes sir. And that's okay. nothing against it's nothing against Derrick Henry. It's a simple equation of, you know, a non PPR back. I mean, at least, you know, maybe Chubb gets a, a, a catch more than him. We talked earlier about how a reception or excuse me, a target's worth more than a carry. And Derrick Henry's just not involved in the passing game. And I I, I love what he does. I love the fact that he's like he's either the R B three or four on the season putting up eighteen PPR points a game with no PP. No, no, no points per reception. He gets nothing. <laughs> nothing. He gets nothing. Don't let him hear you say that. <laughs> One of us needs a good ass weapon. I'm not saying it's going to be him, and I'm not saying it's going to be me, but I'm sure somewhere between me and Derrick Henry, someone needs a good ass weapon. It's probably me. It's me. All right, so I'm going to hit you guys with, with my guy. I'm, I'm going to give one to each. So I'm going to give the first one to Kyle. Um, and actually, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. We'll just throw it out there for general conversation. For me, a couple of guys that I'm looking to buy on a contender right now. Um, so I'm going to throw it out there. Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. Um, because right now you can't buy George Kittle because he's hurt, and why would you want to buy him at, at the acquisition cost? But if you're chasing a championship, especially in, in tight end premium, the gap between Waller and Kelsey and everyone else is cavernous. I'm, I mean, outside of that, it's a true shit show. You're literally guessing week to week. And there was a reason why, Kyle, you're my redraft guy. There was a reason there was the big hullabaloo with Tyson Hill having tight end eligibility. It's because it was such a cheat code because the position has been such a dumpster fire. And... So for those reasons, I am attempting to, on contenders, 
Again, I know what it's going to do to my lineup because I'm going to have to overpay a little bit. But if I can find those two guys on a non-contender, I'm asking questions right now. Yeah, I I love. I actually just bought Darren Waller um, in a league a couple weeks ago. I that I lost um, George Kittle in. It's tight end premium. I know that I'm set up, you know, uh, for a championship run in that league, and I and I just couldn't play that roulette game of Jordan Reed, Tanyan, whatever. I mean, it's a joke. And honestly, Graham, when <laughs> you have when you have one of those times. three tight ends, man. In my opinion, though, when Kittle's healthy, you know, kept every team that I have, Kelsey and man, I I love setting that lineup every week. I'd I'd much rather be like, okay, my wide receiver three or my second flex, I can figure that out. I can pick up a guy in in shallower leagues right off the wire. I I have a deep enough bench where I can kind of rotate best matchups. I'd much rather do that at a flex or wide receiver position um, than tight end. And in tight end premium, it's no question. Um, you know, Waller's a little a little bit older. Um, but he hasn't been around very long. Kelsey is a little bit older, but he's just obviously in the most perfect situation. Just got signed to a contract extension. He's going to be paired with Patrick Mahomes, obviously, for the next you know two three years. These are both guys that I I'm buying tight end premium, not tight end premium. It doesn't matter. Um, they're difference makers at the position, and uh, I, I think they're obviously in two really good spots. Obviously, you know the st- there's a step there um, between Kelsey and Waller. Kelsey is in his own world and probably you know, will be there for at least the next couple of years being paired with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas city. But Waller is, is, you know, he's a step behind the rest of the tight end group um, is, you know, two, three steps behind. There, there's a few names I still like um, as far as young tight ends, but they got to, they got to make that jump um, to get up to Waller's level. So it just, it, you know, if you're, if you're tired of playing that game, <laughs> go, go out and grab either of these tight ends. So I, I'd love to disagree with you or, or give you a counterpoint, but, uh, those are the moves that I've been making the last couple of weeks as well, trying to solidify my tight end spot with one of those two guys if I don't have them already. Yeah, I, I think one of the, the biggest advantages you can have right now in all of fantasy, whether it's daily, redraft, dynasty, it doesn't matter right now. If you can have one of those top-end quarterbacks, and I mean Kyler, Mahomes, I'm even going to throw Josh Allen in there. I know he's a little bit older Russ Wilson, although he's starting to slow down a little bit, he's got me a little bit nervous. But if you got one of those guys who's just a legit cheat code to put up 30 points a game and you can stack them with one of these tight ends, I don't think it matters who your RB2 is. It doesn't matter who your flex is. It doesn't matter who your wide receiver three is. It just doesn't matter. Because you have such a significant advantage at two critical positions where the gap between the haves and the have-nots goes away very quickly. So I'm actually in a league right now. I I owned George Kittle. I think Darren Waller can be just as good. And because I'm pretty saturated with uh, George Kittle out there, I'm going to try to, to, uh, as the Wu-Tang Clan said, diversify my bonds. I'm going to diversify my bonds and try to uh, move a a George Kittle and uh, try to get some some Darren Waller because I'm, I'm still a contender. I'm getting Austin Eckler back on this team. I just got a couple of guys back from by. Uh, I'm right there in the mix. And so that's a move I'm going to make. But, guys, speaking of moves, I thank you guys for jumping on with me tonight, bailing me out at the last minute. Uh, you know, And, by the way, I think we should have to shun Jerry for an entire week. But, it, it, yeah, man, I see you, Maddie. You know, good for you. 100% on, on your accounting homework. Bam. Um, uh, Matt, Maddie, exam, exam, exam. It's good. It's good exam. to know. It's good exam. to know who, who the responsible one is here on the DWZ crew. But guys, I, for those of you watching live on the YouTube and soon to be listening on podcast, thank you so much. And I can't say enough nice things about these two guys. Um, if you need any kind of graphics work, maybe you own a small business, maybe you're a dynasty player, um, but your main business isn't a podcast or anything else. Maybe your business is a landscaping business. Maybe you're in construction. Maybe you just need something to set your brand apart from your competition. And if you're looking for someone to help you out at reasonable rates, guys, his name's Maddie Biggs, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. Um, so grateful to have him on the team and, and just keeping us looking sharp. I don't have those tools in my toolbox. I'm glad that we have him to do that for our group. He can do it for your brand. He did it for the DWZ. So uh, look Maddie up. And uh, uh, Mr. Kyle, the original Kyle, uh, what's going on at the SmackDown, man? 
Yeah, continuing to drop two episodes a week. I've had some good guests on over the last few weeks. I do a waiver wire solo show each Tuesday um, for you guys. If you're looking for redraft content, uh, that's, you know, hit me up uh, anytime at Kyle FF fellas. But other than that, just, uh, yeah, SmackDown's rolling, getting set for the uh, playoff run here. And as I've tripped into uh, on the podcast, uh, you know, all you got to do is you got to make the dance to have a chance. I mean, you don't need to be the number one seed. Go out and, and just uh, sneak in there. You can win a championship. I've done it plenty of times, and I'm sure like you guys, I've lost championships <laughs> being hey. the number two, one or two seed. So, man, I'm looking forward to I some never win. I never win <laughs> hey. as the one seed. So. <laughs> I, I, I want to be in the top two. I want that buy. Yes. But outside of that, because then I only got to get one to get in the money. Uh, as they say in poker, a chip in a chair. And just a little uh, little advice for you. You know, um, as, as a bachelor many, many moons ago, you know, if, if you were talking to someone, maybe you found them attractive and m- maybe they weren't sure. You can be like, hey, listen, you know, the same thing goes with trades. Hey, I may not be the prettiest dude in the bar, but I'm the only dude talking to you. It may not be the best trade offer you ever see, but it may be the only trade offer you get. <laughs> so I think we're going to go out on that note. Maddie, anything to add before we go home? Uh, yeah, so the the logos and graphics that you buy from me, they're completely uh, for your use and uh no copyright claims or anything. So once you buy them, they're, they're yours. That's all I'd like to add to that. There there you go. Yours to keep. And, uh, you know, off season will be here before you know it. And you might be seeing and hearing a little bit more of uh, the original Kyle, as I like to call him here at the Dynasty Warzone. Uh, some stuff coming ahead. But on behalf of Maddie Biggs and on behalf of the original Kyle, I am Memphis. And here at the Dynasty Warzone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here on Friday with uh, some more Matty Biggs. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. Hey, what's going on, Patreons? Man, that big bet has been working out well for me. Being able to hit up Dr. Kyle and his DMs. We're on a synchronized schedule. It's crazy. Every time I'm about to message him, he's about to message me. But uh, being able to bounce those ideas off of him and then being able to reach out to Memphis. Typically, I just do it directly to the team personally instead of a DM, but... Man, I've grown in, what, five weeks of doing the sports betting and the big bets helped. I'm able to formulate my own opinions. I do like some of the ones that they have, but listening to them and reading some of the lines and doing my own little research, um, starting to kind of understand the ins and outs, sports betting, um, and it's going real well. Last week, I went five and two on my bets. Um, I hit a couple big parlays. One of the ones was Miami that I talked about with Dr. Kyle as soon as the opening lines came in. So uh, big bets where it's at. Patreon, you guys are great. Appreciate everything.